Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Thank you very much, Marty. Here we are, and we have a busy, 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 busy breaking news stories for you all the evening show. Take it away, Chris. Okay, well, we hope to get some breaking news. Well, maybe we don't because it might be bad. But we don't want we don't want the news. We don't want, we don't right want the news we think we're going to get. No, we we don't want that. But we'll see what we end up getting. Okay, we got a busy show tonight. We've got uh, <clears throat> we're gonna give you a quick rundown on the PGA golf. What's going on there? It's not over yet. It's gonna be a couple more hours before it's over because they're playing in California, so they get to run into prime. They're on the fourteenth hole right now. The last on the fourteenth hole, so but that they take about fifteen minutes a hole on these. Uh, and, so it's about two hours. And there may be a playoff. Also, because there's about 11 golfers within two strokes of the lead. There's one guy in the lead, six people tied for second. So hang on, 60 minutes and Big Brother fans. It may be a late night. So anyway, there's no so 60 minutes tonight. Oh, oh it's listed in the TV listing. Oh, well, that okay, shows well, what I, I know. What, what can you, what, we'll see. Maybe there is. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we got we got that. We got uh, na- a little NASCAR. But then we got baseball. Then we got hockey. Then we got NBA basketball. Then we got college football. Will there or won't there be miscell- other miscellaneous stories, uh, XFL? was old, NFL, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Then we can get into uh, a little guess, boxing also. Oh, boxing. All right. Oh, yes, you do have boxing because there was a question asked of you, and I guess you may as well answer it uh, yes. on here. And then yeah, we have sick death to cover, and we have this day in history uh, for most of the days. And anyway, but right now we have Sean to tell us uh, where we are and what we're doing. Well, first of all, if you want to communicate with us at any time, of course, during the show live, dial in on the Zoom number that he mentioned, 646-876-9923, or download the Zoom app. And when you're there, do 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. And by the way, that code works from any Zoom number that you have. I found that just a little trick. So even if you think have another Zoom number that you use for another meeting, but that code works from anyone. And if you want to leave us a message throughout the week, 800 693-0595. Option number two, say it's for Sports Lounge, or email us at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. Also, 712-432-3642. Board number nine is the Sports Lounge board, where we have all your scores, other breaking news, things like that. And board 13 is your schedule board. Definitely check those two boards throughout the week, because especially with baseball, as things change, and even with other things, you want to check those throughout the week, because we will have updates. And I think we got, let's go ahead and start getting into some 
COVID, okay, sports, so makeup, you had some golf. By the way, I forgot to tell everybody this is show number 104, and it's uh, uh, August 9th of 2020. So I, I forgot to do that right at the top where it's supposed to be. But okay, Sean, you got a little golf there, and, and Robert, you got some NASCAR. Yeah, I got well, some the golf still going on. Yeah. Um, okay. You don't want to talk on. about. You don't want to talk about the golf, huh? Kevin Harvick. Well, uh, Kevin Harvick won both NASCAR races this weekend. Okay. So. All right. And, and the golf keeps changing. The leaderboard keeps changing like every yeah. five minutes. Okay. So, well, like, well, they don't like. They don't like us to talk on golf courses. So why should we talk about them? That's what yeah. I say. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll wait and get so you We'll go for baseball now. We'll go for stuff. baseball. Like Maybe we might get a winner during our show, but if we do, we might like said, 11 guys, all bunch, 11 guys, all bunch of stuff within. There's like right. one guy, there's a couple guys in the lead, two tied for the lead now, and there's five in second and four in okay. third. So, four hey. third. so <laughs> all right. So baseball. All right. So we can get started on this. So we have the, <clears throat> the standings going into today's action with the Yankees in the American League East at 10 and 5. The amazing Baltimore Orioles at seven and seven. Who'd have thunk it? Tampa Bay at seven and eight. We have Toronto at five and seven, and the Red Sox at five and nine. In the Central, we have Minnesota at ten and five, doing very well. Detroit, and they they got lucky because they missed all this COVID stuff. Even though they were supposed to be, uh, you know, the, they did play the Cardinals already, so they kind of. But now they now they're that. running into the curse of the Royals. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Royals! Yeah, now they're losing. You mean losing to the Royals? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Detroit is seven and five. Hey, how about them Tigers? They're doing all right too. Yeah. Cleveland nine and seven. Uh, the White Sox are eight and seven, and Kansas City six and ten going into today. American League West, uh, the A's are rolling at eleven and four. And actually, they're now they've won nine in a row, and they're twelve and really four. 12 and four. Yeah. Yep, Houston at six and eight. So the A's are building quite a lead. You know, when you're talking, we've only got um, you know we're already twenty percent of the way through. So you're you're talking uh, well mid August. If you have a lead of this sort, you're you're getting serious. Mm-hmm. Houston at six and eight. Texas five and eight. The Angels are five and ten. Seattle five and eleven. National League East. The Marlins, because they don't get to play games, they they can uh, stay up there seven and two. They've compared the nine games they played. The Braves nine and six. See what I mean? That's what a week will do for you. Don't play for a week. You'd play six less games. Braves nine and six. Philadelphia four and four. And I'm going to need some help on the Phillies and Braves because I forgot Miss A. What she does if um, if you don't ask by the, about the first game before the second game starts, you're out of luck. Uh, the so Braves won both. The Braves swept. You cry, Chris. Uh, all right, we'll talk about that when we get there. Okay, we got the Atlanta going in at nine and six. Philly. We're going in at four and four, and the Braves I think swept in Philadelphia too. They did. Mets at, Mets at six and nine, and the defending champion uh, Nationals at four and seven. National League Central we have the Cubs rolling as well, ten and three. Cincinnati seven and eight, and so that's a nice lead for them too. Cubs and A's in the World Series rematch of nineteen twenty nine. Who knows? Uh, Milwaukee five and seven, St. Louis uh, two and three. Now there you go, folks. Cheese. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about them later. And Pittsburgh three and twelve, but Pittsburgh's going to be uh, after today's game. They're going to be stuck on that or their number from today because uh, that whole series has been called off. So we'll get to the Cardinals fiasco. It, this is as, almost as bad as the Marlins, but it's gotten less publicity. The Marlins were the ones that got everybody's attention. Uh, this has been more gradual, I guess. Why Colorado leading uh, the West at 11 and three, the Dodgers 10 and five, San Diego eight and seven, San Francisco seven and nine, Arizona six and nine. So we have, well, why don't you guys tell me about the Braves and the Phillies first? We'll just get okay, that done. Okay. The Braves won the first game. It was five to two, a seven inning game lasted two hours and 59 minutes because the oh, hey. very slow, slow Vince Velasquez was. Pitching oh yeah. He, he is. For the Phillies. Pitchers and in uh, so the Braves won that one five to two, and then they really took it to the Phillies in the second game, eight to nothing. 
Okay. Two homers right. for Ronald Acuna Jr. If you have him in your fantasy league, actually, there actually, you go. three home runs uh, today. He hit one in the first game and two but, in the yes, second. but two in that second game. Yeah. All right. So then we had Baltimore beat. Oh, there's another one I need to find out about. It just uh, told that me game has been suspended. Yes, it is suspended. It'll be it'll be made up on fr- or finished on Friday in Baltimore. My question would be, why was it suspended? It was. It should have been official if it was in the top of the sixth. I have no idea what happened. I uh, I know somebody that lives in the area, and I asked them about the weather, and I didn't get any response. Well, so I, I know why. I can tell you why the game was was. It was a rain delay, but they the the reason they had to suspend the game is the Nationals grounds crew could not get the tarp on the field. Oh, brother! How come? How come? I would I, I mean, would guess that I would guess that was because maybe wind was blowing or something I like guess. that. Wow. But, Okay. Well, yeah, but if it's the top of the six, you're right. It seems like it should be official, but maybe they figured that if, if the Orioles could protest or who's leading in this game, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore. is up six, three. So why a cap? Uh, yeah. Well, I've got five, two here, but either way, the point is that Washington could protest and say, if they grounds crew did what it was supposed to do, but it's their park. So I don't know. Right. I, so we, Baltimore could come back and say, well, it was your park, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what, uh, maybe, uh, there'll be a ruling on that. But for and now, I it's remember, the, and remember the next, Nationals and Orioles still have a court case pending over their TV deal, so there's oh bad that's been blood. going on since the Nationals got there. They've yeah, been there's, about that. there's there's bad blood going on there with is. those two but teams. But uh, we will see we will see what happens. But I mean, Ed, you're right. If it's the top of the six, it should have been an official game. Unless, but, they o- felt but that- officially, it'll be resumed on Friday in Baltimore. Correct. Right. Correct. And as with the Nationals as the home team because it's a suspension. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. Tampa Bay beat the Yankees four to three. The Mets beat Florida four to two. So Brady the Marlins. Are coming back to Earth slightly. Detroit over Pittsburgh two to one, so Pittsburgh can wait at that three and thirteen for the week. The Red Sox beat Toronto five to three. It was a walk off. I don't know who hit it. I didn't hear the uh, game. Mitch it's Moreland. A, he hey, Mitch. Two, he's hitting a lot of them today. He hit week. two home runs today. Yes. Yeah. No. Mitch is doing good. Mitch and Christian Vasquez. They're the two guys that are hitting. Kansas City beat Minnesota four to two. Milwaukee over Cincinnati nine to three. Texas beat the Angels seven to three. Dodgers over San Francisco six to two. Seattle beat Colorado five to three. Oakland beat. Houston uh, seven to two. There was a fight, hey Robert? Uh, yes, there was. And <clears throat> any details? Well, the Astros hit uh, uh, center fielder Ramon Laureano twice today, and the second time he went to first base, and somebody said something. One of the coaches said something from the Houston dugout, and he took off and basically tried to get into their dugout, and all oh, hell all hell broke loose, and fifty six players were on the field, and uh, there's did they going, social distance and grab their masks and stuff? A- a- absolutely not. There's going okay. to be, there's going to be some suspensions out of this. So let's uh, yeah, so let's they, hope that now we don't have a problem with one of these two teams because of correct. this. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And uh, and San Diego beat Arizona nine to five. And I know that uh, because of the the Cubs being postponed with the Cardinals, that uh, the the White Sox and the um, Indians are the Sunday night game now. So yes. Okay. And we'll get so, you a score. We're getting that, Chris. Okay. So uh, it is two one two one Indians in the top of the fourth. Two to one Indians, top of the fourth. So uh, why don't you, Perry, just go through this Cardinal thing from through the week? Because I wrote down various things through the week. This St. Louis, Detroit, the numbers of people, and so forth. And uh, but nine, what exactly happened? The total here? is now nine players and seven staff. And the okay. most the most notable players that people would recognize would be Yadier Molina and Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung, the shortstop. Yadier, Yadier yep. Molina, the catcher. Those are the two right. that that you would most you know that people would all know. Mm-hmm. 
and there yeah. were some other ones. But um, now, so far, the Cardinals have lost 13 games now because the Pirates series has been postponed. So here's where we stand right now. The Cardinals have these games to make up. Four with the Tigers, three each with the Cubs, Brewers, and Pirates. Those will be easier to make up than the Tigers. You're going to find a day off to do the Tigers, but you right. do have – I mean, they play the Cubs this weekend, so you can play a doubleheader then, you know, another time. So those will be easier – yeah, those will be easier to make up. But right. there's – the Cardinals – they thought when they left Milwaukee that they had the problem solved. Then they got back to St. Louis and got a couple more positive tests. So I don't know if there's something going on, you know, in St. Louis or what the deal is there because they thought when they left Milwaukee, they had the problem solved. Well, the other thing I heard that Will Fleming mentioned on the Red Sox game today, the part I did hear, he said that they're now finding, or, or one of the sources, because they had said something about a casino, but one of the sources is somebody who works for one of the ball players has right. brought it into the mix. So and that, I, don't yeah, know. I heard that on Friday. It was Derek Gould from the uh, St. Louis newspaper was on uh, XM, and he said St. Louis that, Post that, Dispatch, yes. Right. Yeah, and right. he said that is correct. He said the person was asymptomatic. And was around this one player, and I mean, as we know, asymptomatic. I mean, obviously, the person didn't yeah. know it. Well, that's right. And you and you go in like a cleaner or somebody like that that you figure they've been fine and, and whatever. I mean, we have a cleaner come in every three three weeks or so, and and she's been fine, we've been fine, and you know, so you think everything's okay. I mean, that's a natural thing to do. You know, people uh, need cleaners and they need different things, so you know, you think that's going to work. So, um, so basically, <clears throat> St. Louis has only played um, like six games, you know, five games. Five, five games. They've not played since uh, July 29th. Right. So um, Mike Soraka pulled his, uh, or uh, whatever, yeah, pulled his Achilles. Soro Achilles Mike Soroka. Soroka, yeah, okay. He pulled his Achilles. And uh, so he and is he had he surgery. Yeah, he had surgery on Friday for that, and they were talking about it on the Phillies broadcast today, and that is the foot that he does his pushing off with, his right Achilles. Ah. And Larry Anderson said he obviously is done for this season, and he said, I would find it very hard to believe that he would be ready to go for next season because he said you depend heavily on that push-off foot. Yeah, and that's Mike Soroka of the uh, of the A. Braves. Now the Field of Dreams game was postponed, and I'm I'm surprised because uh, you know I guess uh, my thought was they just Iowa just didn't want to have any baseball teams come in there. Is that <laughs> that, that that's kind of the way? No, it is, no. The problem is the Cardinals situation. It was going to be the White Sox and the Cardinals, and what happened is the Cardinals have so many games they have to reschedule that rather than to use that day for that, they wanted to use it to make up two of these Cardinal ah, games with the okay. Tigers. So what they're going to do, it sounds like, is just move it from this year. And they're going to play it next year. Yeah, well, that's fine. Okay, and uh, the, hey, they're not even playing. I assume that William, I think way back that Williamsport game was canceled too. So uh, you know, yeah, that's not going to no happen. College World Series. There's no uh, World World Series. So as of uh, Thursday, they agreed to go to 30-man rosters uh, from the 30-man roster to 28, but to keep it at 28 when it was going to go down lower than that, and Correct. have a five-man traveling tra taxi squad to be with you, so that um, hopefully, if you had one or two players and everybody had tested okay, you could kind of. Sneak them in there. I don't know how that's going.
going to work. And that's but because we'll and that could also be used for injury purposes, too. Right, right. John Sterling did come back to the broadcast booth. He sounds fine. I heard him yesterday. He sounded great. And uh, no problem. He had a blood infection, so nothing to do with the virus. But he did, he did come back. Also in the broadcast booth, we now have a female play-by-play announcer, Perry, you were talking about. We do. Uh, Melanie Newman is one of the play-by-play broadcasters for the Baltimore Orioles. She is paired with Jeff Arnold, and frankly, yep. I could not find much information about either one, but uh, I listened to them the other day. I mean, I've heard, to be fair to her, I've heard better announcers, but I've, I've also heard a lot worse. I know Jim Hunter was on the radio, and I haven't listened to the Orioles for even a minute yet, but Jim Hunter had been on the radio last year as part I of wonder, the time. But- I wonder, Chris, if he is on TV because Gary Thorne, you know, is not doing games this year, so I wonder if Jim Hunter oh. is doing those. Yeah. Okay. Is he having a health problem or he just decided not to do I it? I think uh, he just decided to opt out. Yeah, I think okay. he opted yeah. out. So one thing I wanted to explain to people is how this schedule works because it's different than we, we knew. Now, we're not talking about – this is not about the Cardinals and the Marlins and all that. I'm talking about if you're if, – if it goes to the drawing board, this is their goal. This is how these teams are playing, and it's very different than I thought. I was doing the Red Sox schedule for National Bear Press where I work in Boston, and uh, we do it for them, and they pay – they don't – it's like an in-kind service, and uh, you know they pay for it, and we send it out to people, and people are still interested. So the way it works, the interleague we almost had straight. Uh, the, your designated rival, and I'm just going to give you the Red Sox so that you'll you'll see how it works, then you fill in the blanks for your teams, who they are, Cubs and White Sox, whatever. Your designated rival, the Red Sox this year, is the Braves. So they're going to play a three-game series here and a three-game series in Atlanta. And the, by the way, they're going to finish in Atlanta, so that's kind of, kind of cool. Uh, the Mets and the Phillies are their four-game uh, rival because you're going to play 20 interleague games. So the Mets have, and is done. They've already done their two home games and two games at City Field with the Mets. That was done a couple of weeks ago. And then the Phillies, they've got two two-game series coming up here and in Philadelphia. So that's it. Then your other six games are three with one team. Washington is going to be here and, and at Miami for three. So that's the way that works. The reason, uh, and now we'll get into the funny part, which is the divisions. It's a lot different than we thought. And the reason that they're doing the, what they're doing is to minimize travel, minimize the amount of times you get on planes. I remember I was saying if, if they were going we assumed when it was five games uh, per, you know, the 10, 10 uh, games per division foe that you'd meet them five times, you know, five at home, five away. Well, that would be a lot of two-game series, I said, and um, and I didn't think that was sensible. Well, what they've got is a lot of three- and four-game series because what you're going to do, uh, this is the way the Red Sox schedule works, Then and it's not just six and four, it's seven and three. Very strange. So you've got three games at home against the Yankees and seven at Yankee Stadium. That's why they're going to go back to Yankee Stadium again next week and they were just there last weekend. They're going to go back next weekend for a four-game series. Seven in New York and three here. Three, uh, okay, then seven for, with Toronto here and three and only three in Toronto. Then for AKA Baltimore. A.K.A. Buffalo. A.K.A. Buffalo. Uh, Baltimore, six here and four in Baltimore. Tampa Bay, six at Tampa Bay and four here. You know, so that's how you do it. So this is what your goal is. So if you see a thing like where are the like the Dodgers and Giants are they playing again in San in uh, Los Angeles? That is that is correct. They had yeah. two series in L.A., one in San Francisco. Correct. They're, they're either a six six or seven for for the Dodgers for that series. So this, this is why you see some easier. funny series. What, what, this Sean? makes it easy. This makes it easier in some cases for some of these teams to make up some of these games because they'll already be in the city and they can do a double right. where they don't make right. it yeah. harder in another in other cases. Right. You know, and, that's, and right. that's also interesting, Chris, to, to mention with double headers. Remember a few minutes ago, I said, well, they could play a double header because they're in Chicago this weekend, and a Cardinals fan might come out. Well, that isn't fair. You know, the Cubs would get one of the Cardinals home games. Well, this particular year. 
it really doesn't much matter because there's no, no fans. So what they would do in that case is, is exactly what they did in Philadelphia the other day. The Cubs would be the home team in one game, and the Cardinals would be the yeah. home team in the other game. That's right. But their goal is to have it end up, if the Cubs and Cardinals play all their games, whichever way they need to be, seven in St. Louis, three in Chicago, you know, six and four, whichever way they, they'll get it. If they can play enough games, they'll get it the way they want it, the six and four or seven and three proportion. It's just I wanted to tell people it's not five and five. Hey. So when you see somebody like the Red Sox going back to the Yankees or the Giants going back to the Dodgers twice, why are they doing that? There's too many games. What are they doing? Well, that's why they're well, doing it. So like the end of the season could be rather interesting, Chris. If the Red Sox are going to be playing interleague the last weekend of the season, the Cubs and the White Sox will be wrapping up against one another at uh, on the south side also mm-hmm. the last weekend of the season. Yeah. Well, oh, that's it, pretty cool. It's it just like with the A's and Astros. They, the Astros have two series in Oakland. We only have one series in Houston. So, okay. That's, so, so, Robert, why don't you tell us about Ryan Christensen had a little problem. Your uh, well, <laughs> that, that, uh, has blown over, uh, you know, uh, nothing is going to be done about that. But apparently on Thursday, he uh, was caught on camera somewhere doing a uh, Hitler salute. Uh, after the game was over, kind of a, after, he, after he, he thought was it was over. kind of a victory thing, I guess. Yeah, because uh, they, they normally do, uh, I guess, one of the A's things this year, and I haven't noticed because I don't pay attention to the end of the game, but uh, they do uh, uh, karate chop salutes at the end of the game instead of high fives or whatever. Oh, they, you know, wait a minute. You know, no, that doesn't sound right. I don't that, know. I don't know. You know <laughs> and apparently uh, he did the wrong motion and somebody caught it on camera and that's where that came from. But uh, nothing's going to come out of that. And, you know, everybody understood uh, that he wasn't trying to do anything like that. And, okay. You know. Well, that's good. But, I mean, what does the karate chop have to do with the that's – that's the Braves. I'm, I'm confused. Well, yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's something they came up with this year. And they're 12-4, and four, so whatever they're doing, it must be working. So, you know. Apparently it is. So, I think that's all we have on uh, – was there any other baseball stories you guys wanted um, to cover? Yeah. Um, I, I heard uh, uh, Phil Cuzzy interviewed this morning on the fan, and he's one of the umpires that opted out. And he said um, – uh, you know, if people think that this was going to be an easy way for me to retire, he said, now that I've been home all year, I guarantee you I'm not going to retire. I'll be back out on the field next year if it's safe. Well, there you go. He's rested yeah. up. You yeah. know? And uh, another another little story, uh, Chris, uh, Zach, okay. please, Zach, of the Indians was fined for apparently going out with friends and, break, you know, when you're on the road, you're supposed to stay within the hotel, and True. he chose apparently not to do that. So he is going to get a fine from the team for that. And not only okay. that, they sent him back to Cleveland, you know. And we have time before the bottom. Well, I guess if he if he um well, if he if he has gone out, they probably want to isolate him for a while. Right. Yeah, they they, they, they sent him they sent him back to Cleveland cuz you know, when you're on so, the road, you're not supposed to go anywhere. So And if anybody and if anybody NHL. wants to if anybody wants to talk, we have about 4 minutes before the bottom of the hour, so we if do. anybody yeah. wants but to quickly raise their hand, we we can maybe get the NHL done before the break. Why don't we try for yeah. that and take it, you know, so you can still talk. Raise your hand. Start. Yes. Raise your hand, or you can call in, or do whatever you need to do. Yep. Okay. We have the scores from Sunday, and then what I'll do is I'll run down what the series are going to be, uh, you know, and how this all worked out because the today's games were round robin games, so we now have the positions for all the teams in the round robin, and we only have one participant that we don't know whether it's going to be Columbus or Toronto, and we'll see if we can get uh, maybe during the break we'll see if we can get a, a score on and that. That game is but just it, underway. Yeah. Just underway. So it's a little late. Uh, okay. Yep. So anyway, today. Uh, 
Washington beat the Bruins two to one. So the Bruins ended up fourth in the round robin and Washington ended up third. These were battles for third today. Dallas beat the Perry's Blues uh, two to one, two to one also with a shootout at least, but not that that Overtime. mattered. Overtime. Overtime. Uh, no, it was a shootout. No, that okay. would be a shootout. shootout. All right. It was a shootout. Okay. Right? It doesn't matter because it's only uh, two points to one point can either we way. Can we shootout anymore in this PC world? Uh, yes, we can. Yes, we, we can. can. Because, okay. yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. Except that wizards can fire the guns. They're wizards can fire <laughs> instead of bullets. There so, you go. Anyway, so the deal is, all right, so this is the way now. It turns out we had many debates about this in our little group uh, on the phone, and we finally have arrived definitively at the answer that they're reseeding, like the NFL does. So the one is going to pay the lowest team still standing. That's how it's – and it's going to work that way in the second round. The Blues announcer said that today. Yes. So just, we don't have to do this again. We got it. NBA's bracket. This is reseed. Okay, so this is the order for the East as they currently exist, and then we'll give you the uh, the pairing. Number one is Philadelphia now. Number two is Tampa Bay. Number three is Washington. Number four is the Bruins. Number five is Carolina. Number six is the Islanders. Number seven is Toronto or Columbus, winner of tonight's game. Number eight is Montreal. So that means that you're going to go with the highest seed playing the lowest seed. So Montreal is the eight seed. They will now uh, they beat they beat Pittsburgh. So I'll give you the results of how they got there. Montreal beat Pittsburgh three games to one. So now Montreal is going to play Philadelphia in the next round. Tampa Bay and Toronto and is going to, Tampa Bay is going to play uh, Toronto or Columbus. And then um, we have, uh, let's see. Washington uh, playing the Islanders. Right. Washington playing the Islanders. So the Islanders beat Florida three games to one. So right. Florida will play, play Washington. And Carolina beat the Rangers three games to none. So Carolina, the five seeds, playing Bruins, the four seed. So that's that, how that works. That's correct. In the West, the order is the Vegas Golden Knights are one, Colorado Avalanche two, Dallas three, St. Louis four, Vancouver five, Calgary six, Arizona seven, Chicago eight. So Chicago being eight, is uh, they beat Edmonton three games to one. Uh, the homestanding Edmonton Oilers, of course, because that's where the bubble is. So Chicago is going to play the Vegas Golden Knights now. The seven seed Arizona beat Nashville three to one, three games to one. So Colorado is going to play Nashville. Then uh, Arizona, Arizona, Colorado playing. Uh, I wrote the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, Colorado's going to play Arizona. Yes, yeah. Calgary beat Winnipeg three games to one. That was the eight nine originally. So Dallas is going to play Calgary and Vancouver beat Minnesota three games to one. So Vancouver will play St. Louis. So there we have our hockey matchups. All we don't know is which uh, you know slot Toronto or Columbus in that. And in that bear in mind, with, uh, as Chris uh, pointed Denver. out, as Chris pointed out, bear in mind this: when we started. These four seeds, the Bruins and the Blues, they were the number number ones when we started. Yeah. You, they were. You see the how two, they you see how they fell the because they didn't show up. Yep. They right. didn't, and the, they're telling both teams are saying, "Oh, it's okay." Because I heard the Blues uh, guys saying the same thing as the, the thing was to get your kinks out, and it's going to be a lot more tense when we get to the playoffs. Which, by the way, will start on Tuesday and Wednesday. And what my guess is, this is my guess. I'm going to guess that the East games will be at four and eight, and the West games will be at six forty-five and ten forty-five because they're yeah, going to want to play and, two games a night. And by the open. way, tomorrow will be the second NHL lottery for positions nine through fifteen, and then the number one overall pick. So all those teams that got eliminated, the Rangers, the Penguins, and all that can be in that lottery. That, that is correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have we got anything else we want to do before our break? We do, we don't. Let's go ahead and take the break, and then we'll come back. We and two, I think we'll pick up the before the break. Yeah. We'll pick we'll pick up the NBA when we come back. Yep. 
and I don't hear the commercial. I spend a lot of time in the backyard. There you go. And I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. All right, guys, take it away for the second half. Before we get to the NBA, just letting you know, uh, the leader in the golf is on the 18th hole, the second place, uh, which is Colin Marikawa. He's got a two-stroke lead over Paul Casey, who's on the 17th hole, and then uh, Dustin Johnson's uh, three strokes back, and he's on the 16th, and the other people tied with him are all in the clubhouse right now. So it looks like we may not have a playoff, and we may have a winner before the end of this tournament. So, you know, I bet most of the time we have them before the end of the tournament. Yeah, we'll have the a winner before the end of the tournament. Before the end of the show, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a winner. So, <laughs> really, that's right. Okay, all right. The NBA. So we have, <clears throat> as we do on a Sunday, we have the standings going into today, and then we'll give you some scores, and you can interpolate, figure it out. And boy, the West, wild, wild West. We always say that oh, in yeah. the, and also in hockey too but uh you know then to always be the west gets crazy in the east uh milwaukee is already uh, the top three seeds are set in the east milwaukee is number one at 55 and 15 toronto 49 and 19 celtics at three 46 and 23 miami is 43 and 27 they got to watch their back now this is relatively meaningless because indiana is right behind them but what's the difference you know oh they'll wear the different colored shirts on three times you know four times instead of three because there, no one's going anywhere, so it's not like you have to make an extra trip to Miami or Indiana. So forty-three twenty-seven for fourth place, Indiana, uh, Miami, and uh, Indiana forty-three, and uh, they're tied actually at the moment. Uh, going into today, they were tied for that fourth. But again, that's not going to matter to anybody uh, as long as they. What their problem is is they're in the bracket with the Bucks because Philadelphia yeah. is at forty-two and twenty-seven. Last I heard, they were losing, and Joel Embiid had been hurt. I was listening to the Celtics game, and they said that they had, he had come out with an ankle problem and had not returned. And we know how often Joel Embiid is hurt. 
hurt like that. And, ben, uh, and Ben Simmons ben was Simmons already is, out, so there yeah. that would really do a number on them. I, right. Yeah, I, matter of fact, he's going to be having surgery. So, and that would be the Celtics' first round appoint, appoint, opponent. But uh, Ben Simmons isn't out for the uh, year yet, is he? Uh, they haven't ruled him out, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's out for the rest of the okay. year. Okay. So we'll see what happens on that. But that would be the Celtics' first round opponent. Philadelphia is at six, 42-27. Brooklyn, 33-36. and 36. Orlando, 32-38. and 38. And, of course, that's kind of important because if you're uh, Orlando, you'd like to get up and do that uh, bracket with Toronto and the Celtics. You would not want to be in the bracket with, with uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. So, uh, you know, no one wants to do that. And, they, and Char- <laughs> this is funny. Charlotte is now ninth. They didn't play, but they moved up to ninth place because the Wizards did play, and they were horrible. Charlotte's a 20. 20- 23 and 42 and Washington 24 and 45 next week. I'll give you the whole standings just to me as well. Cause Hey, you know, it'll be all over and we'll be waiting for the playoffs at that point. But Charlotte now, one way to look at it, Hey, we're ninth. Yeah. yeah. Second thing to look at is we just saw a lot of draft slots. So that's not so good in the West. We have the Lakers and that their things are wrapped up near the top of the West too. Lakers at 51 and 18 Clippers at 47 and 22 Denver at 46 and 24. Then we have, then it starts to get crazy. You got Houston at 43, 25, Oklahoma City fifth at 42 and 26, Utah 43 and 27. Both most teams have three games, two to three games left because I think yeah. they figure finish the regular season on Friday, don't they? Yes, they do. That's how it works. Yeah, so yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday coming up after today. Yes. So you've either got two or three, depending on who you are. So again, Houston, 43-25, Oklahoma City, 42-26, Utah, 43-27. Dallas is seventh at 42-30, and 30, and they're probably going to stay there. But then you've got uh, the real battle is for that eighth <laughs> and ninth spot. Because going into today, we had Memphis at 33-37. I know they lost today. Portland at 32-39 in ninth. And that, uh, and we'll talk about the playing game in a, in a couple minutes after we give you the score. So Portland's ninth, 32-39. But then right after them, Phoenix is 31-39. and 39. San Antonio is 30-38. New Orleans is 30-39. I think they lost, though. And so they're, yeah, they're almost... Yeah, they're almost out of it. That was an important game for the Spurs yeah. to win now. And uh, Sacramento, twenty-nine and forty, they're basically done. Yeah. So, but you they, know, Chris, uh, I think you got to tip your cap to the Suns. They have come into this. Yes. Oh, and it, yeah. If they wouldn't have had a bad start, they'd be right there. Yep. Yes, that's would. right. So we have a few scores that we can give you. We had Oklahoma City beat the uh, Washington the Wizards, one twenty-one to one hundred three. Toronto over Memphis, one hundred eight to ninety-nine and four. You know, Toronto didn't need the game, but Memphis did, couldn't win it anyway. And I'm not saying who played or who didn't. You don't really know how the coach looks at that because it's still a little early to be resting. But, you know, Toronto's locked in, so they really didn't have to worry about it. Uh, San Antonio beat New Orleans in that big game we just talked about, 122 to 113. What's Zion? Zion's still on a minute's limit, though, isn't he? It wasn't that close, honestly. It wasn't as close as the score. Okay. The Celtics beat Orlando 122 to 119 in overtime. That's the one we had to wait around to see if it could get over before the show. Uh, let's see. Let's look for the games that uh, Sean very nicely gave me the schedule today. Uh, we had it, uh, Philadelphia and Portland started at 6.30. At 8 o'clock, we had Houston and Sacramento at 9, Brooklyn, and, the, and then the Clippers. So that's the NBA uh, scores and, and so forth. So I guess we can uh, – oh, yeah, Sean. So tell us about the playing games on Saturday and possibly Sunday. Okay, basically, you know, two of these teams, Memphis, Portland, Phoenix, San, uh, San Antonio, two of these teams will play at 2.30 – Eastern on ABC on Saturday. Then, then they'll play again at 4.30 on ESPN on Sunday if alright, here's how it is. Whoever ends up as the 8th seed, if they win on Saturday, there will be no game on Sunday. If whoever is the ninth seed wins on Saturday, they will play on Sunday. Think of it like double elimination baseball and college playoffs and everything. Right. Think of it that way. That's the way it's going to be. And then the playoffs, 
the eight nine winner plays the one. Of course, the Lakers. They get to play. They get to play the Lakers. Hey, Yay. and that's and the playoffs start on the seventeenth. But they will probably start theirs on Tuesday, the eighteenth. And teams are going to go every other day. That's how. That's how they're going to be working it. So, uh, like I said, right now Memphis, Memphis is the eight seed, but they could very easily fall out of it because you have Portland, San Antonio, Phoenix, yeah. all. So be Tuesday right the eighteenth. Tuesday they're going to start Monday the seventeenth or Tuesday the eighteenth. Which is it, uh, Sean? Uh, the playoffs start on Monday the seventeenth, but probably the, the Lakers series will start on the eighteenth oh, yeah. because they'll be playing right. just, to be, just the, in case there's a. But other teams you know, have been the, off for three or four days. They'll be able to play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they'll and, be that uh, way. And Chris, we can what, give you the 76ers are leading their game 102 to 99 with seven minutes left. Okay, so and we'll hopefully see. we'll have a final uh, before right. the end. But and also, like I said, they're having they're having the San Antonio came into this thinking Apopovich was like, you know, I'm going to use this to develop to develop players. And he goes into the bubble. He's four and two. Phoenix is undefeated in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, yeah. I mean. Memphis is just, well, yeah, Memphis kind of and New Orleans, yeah, they, they want to die on there, but New Orleans is just falling apart. Memphis, I think, won one game. New Orleans won one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think Memphis is not going to make that eighth seed. Oh, no, Memphis will not. It's well, they might, uh, well, you might make the eighth spot, but they may not stay there. They may be the ninth. I don't think, I have a yeah. feeling they'll get into the play, play-in game, but they may not, you know, they may be the ninth. Yeah, they only have, these, these teams only have the two games, and they're working right. it. They're, they've configured to where those four teams will end on Thursday so that they can have Saturday and Sunday so they're not playing three days in a row. They've yeah. pretty much configured that they... They've they also moved games four. around. They will also move games around. So you'll see those games at like 6 o'clock or say 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. You'll see them in the Eastern yeah. time zone at a good time for you to sit down and watch and those teams play each other and play other teams because they're going to move games like the Celtic, the people that are clinched their spots to 1230 and 2 o'clock and all that. So the, those yeah. games will be the primetime games too. So in the bubble, yeah. Go ahead. In the bubble, some something else happened. That some history happened in the bubble. A thirty twenty ten triple double. Right, I was going to say Luke, that. Yeah, Luka Doncic, the youngest player ever to do this. Oscar Robertson was the youngest at twenty four, and it's only been done three times. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robertson, and Luka. So the youngest yeah. player. We we had some history there. So it's thirty points, twenty rebounds, and ten assists is what that's it is. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, and uh, Oscar Robertson. That's right. So I think that's it for the NBA. Unless anybody. Oh wait, Draymond no. Green. Draymond Green. Oh, that's right. Green. Green. <laughs> oh, right. Draymond Green. Oh, he wasn't Robert in the bubble. He wasn't in the bubble, but we still get to talk about him. That's right. <laughs> Friday night, Draymond Green was a part of TNT's coverage. They had him on there, and he's talking about Brandon Booker with uh, uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, Devin Booker, yeah. What a good, yeah, Devin Booker, who, I mean, he's phenomenal, very good, Devin Booker is just, I mean, he's a steal, if, if Phoenix had drafted Luka, that team with Luka and Devin Booker both would have been unstoppable, but Draymond Green basically went on a rant and said, he, Devin Booker needs to get out of the Phoenix, he needs to be in a team that cares about him, he needs to go somewhere that, where they can take care of him, play with, and Ernie Johnson, without missing the beat, goes, is that tampering? Uh, he goes, maybe. And the league saw it and said, yes, it was tampering because he could be trying to recruit him. So today the NBA fined Draymond Green $50,000. Well, and as far as I'm concerned, they can take even more money from him. He's not my favorite warrior. I, I wish he was not on the team, frankly. 
Well, they may be able to do something about that in the off season. Maybe they'll send them to Phoenix. Anyway, um, so uh, all right. Well, I think that's it for the NBA, and uh, so we're going to see. We'll have next week. We will have our matchups for you, like we just did with hockey. We'll have the matchups, and of course, we'll have hockey in the middle of the series. We'll tell you how that's going. Yep. But now, I think it's time to, to uh, kick off into our college football and our pro football segment. Oh, and, sa- and sadly college. for college football, it um, it is beginning to really sound like. Uh, not to go off of Chris's wording, but it's really beginning to sound like we won't have any kickoff this fall because as we speak, um, the Big Ten presidents are meeting. Whether they decide anything tonight, we don't know. But they met yesterday and decided to delay going to padded workouts. But they are meeting tonight again. You would figure unless there's something really big, why would they need to meet on Saturday and then come back on Sunday? The rumor is... And this is a rumor. This is not fact yet. The rumor is the Big Ten will probably be the first to cancel college football, as the many of the FCS conferences already have, like the Missouri yeah, Valley, and- the MAC. The MAC is FBS, but a lot of the FCSs and even the MAC already have. But it, once the Big Ten does it, you can pretty much bet that everybody else will follow very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, because the MAC announced yesterday, they had their press conference, they said it's not financially feasible, we don't have the testing at the power conferences, uh, we're canceling all fall sports post, the MAC is saying postponing them to the spring, that's what they're saying, because... As, as is FCS. Thought, yeah, and just as FCS is doing, and the FCS, they're talking about the playoffs even in the spring. They are, they're talking about that. a lot of the guys, though, that think that they may have an NFL future, when this started coming down on Friday, a lot of the FCS guys were then transferring it, you know, getting into the transfer portal, hoping they could find somewhere to land for this fall. It doesn't sound like they're going to find anywhere to land. They can take themselves out of the transfer portal. You don't have, so they can stay there if they want to and say, if we're going to play in the spring, I'll take ourselves out. Now, before all this, originally, like I said, Connecticut, as we said, they canceled you know, they canceled, so you had 13 teams going. But the and according to uh, Brett McMurphy, Sean, the, the, with Connecticut, that was a financial thing because they were having trouble scheduling. And they've been talking about it for five years. They, they have, they, have they, really, yes. they, even, they even said they should have moved up to 1A, but they did it to get in on that BCS money at the time where Villanova said we're fine staying as a 1AA well, school. They actually, as I pointed out, too, on the sports conference, at the time they did it, which was 95, they thought the Patriots were coming. They thought they were going yeah. to be sharing a stadium with the Patriots, that Bob Kraft was going to you know, invest in the stadium down there, and they were going to be playing the, their games where the Hartford Patriots or whatever they're going to be called would be, and the Connecticut yeah. Patriots. And so that didn't happen. Then they ended up building Rensselaer Field, which is a much smaller field. It's maybe 30,000 or something like that, because they were going to be in a 60,000, 70,000 Gillette Stadium type stadium, and they weren't. So that's the big, that was the yeah. big incentive, because they knew that they were talking to crap by that time, you know? So, but the, earlier you know, this same week, here. Earlier this week, though, before all this, here's what came out. The Big 12 and ACC, of course, as we stated, both both are doing – well, the ACC, as we last week we announced, was doing the 10 plus 1. The Big 12 announced on Monday they were going to do their conference games plus 1, but it had to be played at your home site. Conference game, conference play would start on the 26th, so you had to have your non-conference done before the 26th. Same with the ACC. They had decided that. The Big 10, before all this came down, so they were going to space theirs out. Start on September 3rd with Illinois, Ohio State, and Indiana, Wisconsin on the 4th. They were going to have bye weeks all the way, and then they could have their championship on the on the date that they were scheduled, the 5th, possibly moving or it back. Or even delay it to the, the 19th, even, even the 19th if they had to. 
Well, they said they had to, but they were real. They were trying to get it. So they saw these others starting later. They said, you know, we can go early. They even moved Michigan, Ohio State. If they stay the way they are now, for the first time since World War II, it's going to be play- not going to be played on that last game. It's going to be played on the 24th. So they move games around. That's if they stay the way they are. But like I said, if the Big Ten does what we think they're doing, I don't know. And see, a lot of these schools, like I said, the Big 12 schools, you know, they're looking. Texas probably going to stay with UTEP. Uh, now, with the Missouri Valley canceling Oklahoma, they had already originally moved their game with Missouri State after the 29th. So now they lost the game. So they got to go. Now, they, know, as I understand it, from the article that I read on Friday night when this broke, the Missouri Valley teams, if they want to, you're not going to play your conference games. They are allowed to still play that non-conference game uh, if they so elected to. But I can tell you that Northern Iowa, is they're not going to do it because they said, why would you want to just play one game and then not play anymore? Right. Yeah, we need to you cash know. that bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a good payday, but, you know. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, 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 what, what we're hearing is, in all honesty, guys, the NFL, which we'll get to here in a little bit, the NFL has – millions and millions of dollars that they can put into all the testing and things and they can enhance it if they need to. Mm -hmm. Most of these colleges do not have that kind of flexibility. And I think that's what we're coming down to is because you've seen, we know we talked about the PAC 12 and their demands last week. Well, the big 10 players put out their own set of issues this week. However, yes, but I thought, I don't know about the Mountain West, but I thought the Big Tens were much more focused. The Pac-12, of course, they went into everything. The Big Tens was much much more focused. They kept it to safety protocols. So so did the Mountain West. Theirs was very similar to the Big Tens. They kept safety. So both of those conferences, now the Pac-12 kept it to a lot of stuff. And some people are even, you know, you know, they're saying though that some of this move to the spring, if it happens, could be because of litigation. You know, and by the way, we have breaking news. The we have breaking news on the golf. Colin, whatever his last name is, won Mara the golf. Cala? Yes, he won the no, golf. Mara that Cala. just came down. Okay, and he's out of Cal. He's 23 years old. Uh, and won the PGA Championship. Yeah, okay, there you go. Good okay, good uh, we got that thing. Right. And but yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, they they both. I mean, there's talk of okay, if we don't have students on campus. Would that mess with the student athlete thing, and you know, with the whole NCAA thing, and with what we'll talk about with the XFL and with the NFL right. and all this stuff going on? Did mm-hmm. this change a few things? And okay. why they're going to the spring? Plus, the NFL—they may just say, you know what, we're not moving our draft. And if they don't move their draft back a couple weeks, then a lot of players are going to say, you know what, I have a shot at going to the draft. Am I going to play in the spring? And now the NFL you would be ta- wise you take a guy like draft you take a guy like Trevor Lawrence. What he may do it even if they do, because why would he want? And coming from him, why would you want to play? You know that you're going to be probably number one, two, you know, right up there. Yeah. yeah. Why would you want to play and risk a serious injury? Yeah. Whether the draft is moved back or not, who cares? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not the point. Well, the point is you and, don't have the rehab time. It's one thing if you get hurt in November and you know you okay, he'll be uh, doing working out in March and he'll be drafted and everything's fine. He gets hurt in April. And the draft is, you know, whenever, uh, yeah. even if it's two weeks later, it's not going to matter, you know? No. Yeah. I also, mean, the positive, 
the positive of them playing in the spring, the NFL has real-time video of them, like right then, instead of the combine, That's all correct. that stuff. They have yeah. room, but the That's negative right. is, like I said, if they get hurt. Mm. But if we start now, we should probably switch over to the NFL and do it this way. Wow, in one, that... other, one other college note, our favorite coach that everybody likes to pick on, Chip Kelly, tested positive for the coronavirus. Okay. So. okay. So there no, you go. Chris, Chris yeah. let's, do, let's do it this way. Hit The, the XFL isn't going to take but a minute or two. Hit that. No, go ahead and then on while, that. Yeah, while, while, while you guys are do, while you guys are doing that, then I will pull up this list. Okay, and okay, that'll good. tie in. Okay, that can actually tie into the whole thing because the yeah. XFL. So what I was going to say, what I was going to say about spring football, if they did spring football or don't have football, the NFL is talking about playing triple headers on Saturday, so they'd do one one four thirty and eight, like you see the first the last couple of weeks yeah. before Christmas. So they'd have some more national games, and that'd be fine. And then, but the spring football, if it if it comes along or does, if it doesn't come along, it could be good for the XFL that Sean's going to talk about now. Yeah, which Dwayne the Rock Johnson bought the XFL for $15 million from the bankruptcy court, not from Vince McMahon gets no money. It all goes to the creditors. Dwayne Rock Johnson, former wrestler, uh, actor, him, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, and another business partner, they have a company, Red Bird Capital. They bought it for $15 million. Dwayne Johnson played for the University of Miami, and before he got hurt, probably would have been an NFL I mean, was pretty good uh, NFL candidate, but he he bought it. He would love to make it maybe not even an official developmental league of the NFL, but at least getting players ready. He sees he sees some stuff. It became official on Friday. They were allowed to do it. He he sees potential in getting players who want to like you know have that vision of having their last chance to play football or their next chance to make the NFL, or possibly a player who, if they need to leave college before the NFL time, before they're allowed to be drafted by the NFL, he's talking about bringing in a player who maybe wants to leave early, get them ready in a pro setting for the NFL. So this could tie into this whole college thing also. And he's getting them. They're getting this for a little bit of nothing. And they have a production company, Seven Bucks Productions, because ESPN – ESPN and Fox paid they paid no rights fees to Vince McMahon. It was all uh, shared advertising. So he has his own deal and he has a really good working relationship with NBC. So whether you know, that could that kinda ties in with the NFL with this controversy with the Pac twelve demands, even with the COVID demands with the Big Ten saying, you know what, this is a pro developmental league or a pro league to expose people. So anyway, but okay. now we end so, now on to the tying that into the NFL, of course. Like yeah, the NFL right? is a lot of players, uh, sixty six players I think it is or something number like that. 67, 67 have opted out, and Perry was good enough to get us the list of those opted out. They're not all the biggest names in the world. I know there's eight Patriots on there for one of the high teams, but anyway, so if you can uh, get that, Perry, that'd be great. I do want to, while I be, before we start doing that list, I do want to thank uh, Dawn for uh, emailing this to me. She found it uh, on the web and was able to get thank it you, to Dawn. me. And she did it in yeah. an email form, which is easier to, to do than to go, on the web, to go on the web and, and find it. So thanks to her. Yeah. And a large number of these are offensive linemen, or linemen, and they which are. linemen, bigger guys, susceptible to diabetes and other stuff, you know. Well, there's that and so. smash mouth football. So you're re- really in the tr- in the tr- in the trenches, you know. Right. These other yeah. guys. Well, Chris, you're going to get to give me an assist right off the bat. Chiefs defensive lineman 
<laughs> this guy that we already had is um, oh the, uh, a, the offensive lineman the doctor oh, oh, oh yeah the the uh, Canadian doctor because I yeah. don't have it written in front of me anymore Sardif Sardif okay well here's what we'll do I'll spell it for you and we'll go from there L A U R E N that's Lauren 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 L A N R E R E N T there's a T on the end of it yeah Lauren Lauren good B U V E R Boover. N-A-Y. Boovernay. Boovernay. Yep. Tardit. T-A-R-D-I-F. Tardif. Yeah. That is. You got that. Okay. That is actually how yeah. That's yeah, right. Well, there's a Mark him. Tardif that used to play hockey in the 70s. He, so he's, he's, yeah. the Can- he's the Canadian doctor who's working in the hospital in Montreal. Correct. Okay, here we go. DeAnthony Thomas, who's a kick returner for the Ravens. Chance Warmack, offensive lineman, Seahawks. Maurice Kennedy, uh, Cowboys cornerback. Danny Vitale, Patriots fullback. Caleb Brantley, who is a defensive lineman for Washington. Najee Torin, who is a guard for the Patriots. Marcus Cannon, offensive lineman, Patriots. Dante Hightower, Patriots, linebacker. You get the feeling they don't want to be uh, not feeling well and being yelled at by Belichick, too? I get that feeling. Yes. Yeah. uh, Brandon Bolden, running back for the Patriots. (laughs) Yeah, really. Andre Smith, offensive lineman, Ravens. Stephen Guidry, uh, wide receiver, Cowboys. Eddie Van Dertos is a defensive tackle for the Texans. Kyle Pico, defensive tackle for Denver. Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle for the Bears. Anthony McKinney, Titans offensive lineman. Cole Wick, tight end for the Saints. Jason Vander Lawn, tight end for the Saints. So, boy, the Saints might be a little short at tight end. That's right. Patrick Chung, safety for the Patriots. There you go again, Chris. Yep. Bills, uh, Star Latulale, who is a defensive tackle for the Bills. Okay. Vikings. Michael Pierce, defensive tackle. Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver, Eagles. Um, <laughs> Leo Coloma Tangi, who's an offensive lineman for the Jets. Okay. Jordan Mack, who is a linebacker for the Panthers. When they Devin, die, they transfer over to me, and I have to pronounce their names again. So <laughs> my, my time is coming. Yeah, Devin Funches, wide receiver for the Packers. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Nate Sutter, left tackle for the Giants. That's, uh, Solder. 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 Yep. Drew Forbes, who is a guard for the Cleveland Browns. Drake Dorback, tackle for the Browns. John Atkins, defensive tackle, Lions. Damian Williams, running back, Chiefs. Josh Tupu, de- uh, defensive tackle for the Bengals. Isaiah Prince, uh, offensive tackle for the Bengals. Al Woods, defensive tackle, Jaguars. Chandler Brewer, tackle for the Rams. Marquise Lee of the Patriots, he's a wide receiver. Yep. C.J. Mosley, linebacker for the Jets. Laren T. McRae, who is a linebacker defensive end for the Jaguars. E.J. Gaines, cornerback for the Bills. Matt Lacoste, tight end for the Patriots. Yep. Demary Scott for the Giants. He's a wide receiver. Uh, Cowboys fullback, Jamaze Olliwell. Geronimo Allison, wide receiver for the Lions. 
Christian Miller, linebacker, Panthers. Jo- Joan James is a tackle for the Broncos. Josh Harvey Clemens, linebacker, Washington. Jordan Lucas, safety of the Bears. DJ Killings is Raiders defensive back. Defensive end for the Raiders, Jeremiah Voloka. Andrew Billings is a defensive tackle for the Browns. Sky Moore, linebacker of the Colts. Alan Hearns, wide receiver, Dolphins. Marcus Gilbert, tackle for the Cardinals. Yakeem Elegant for the Raiders. Colby Gossett, guard, offensive guard for the Browns. Travis Benjamin, wide receiver, 49ers. Albert Wilson, wide receiver, Dolphins. Roland Milligan, defensive back of the Colts. Marvell Tell for the Colts. He's a defensive back. Sam Beal, cornerback for the Giants. Russell Bedeen, center for the Lions. Lucas Niang is a tackle for the Chiefs. Brad Seaton, Brett Seaton, he's a tackle for the Buccaneers. Rashawn Melvin is a cornerback for the Jaguars. Malcolm Prigian, a guard for the Browns. Sean Coleman, tackle 49ers. Josh Doxson, wide receiver for the Jets. Jake Brendel, center for the 49ers. And that is your list. Very wow. good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. So there you go. You heard it first here, folks, because these things, you know, with all the things that are going on, it's hard to keep track of some of these things. And maybe in the, within the cities, they mention each, each person. But, you know, but this is uh, in the background of... We had some uh, test numbers that were very good out of the NFL. We had, what, it was 15,000 tests and only 56 positives, so about a 0.4% positive. And from Tuesday till yesterday, there were zero positive tests. Okay, there you go. They're even getting better. And they're using and they a, went to a Chris, as I, as I come back out of my <clears throat> file there, I think some of, those, some of these teams, though, were catching up to the Patriots now. Yeah, yeah. and I think that also, as far as the testing, they went to yep. a new system, the oh, – Point of, care. The point of care program. Point of care system, which has a 97% accuracy rate, and you don't have to send it off to the lab. You have everything, uh, you have the results within about 15 minutes because a That's lot of That's the kind they use in them. hospitals when I've had a couple of people that I know go to the hospital, and of course, the first thing they do is test you for the virus, no matter what's going on. And they yeah. both were tested, and they got the result. They do two tests, you know, one day, then the next day, whatever, and they got them back within 15 minutes. So, yeah, the yeah, hospital around here. And the doctor's office around here if you it. have no symptoms, if you're asymptomatic, they're, they're using. Mm-hmm. already so and this is because of like matthew stafford because it turned out he didn't have the virus he, he was a false positive as was jimmy, jimmy johnson, johnson i guess the NASCAR. NASCAR when he had the yeah yeah right right and Minshew for the quarterback for the jaguars he was he's also back yeah oh okay yeah. good so no they may they may be able to pull this off i mean you know depending again on on the other factors we can't even predict at this point because we don't even know if we're going to have the big uh, spike in the november december and any of that you know because that's just being uh, predicted but that doesn't mean it's going to actually happen so as we, it, as they we may keep, be able as to, we keep to saying this. chris and, you, and i know you and i have talked privately about this we talk about yep. it in other places you just have to take it one day at a time because frankly none of us know that's yep. right so I think that covers. Has anybody got any other NFL? Uh, oh, Odell Beckham. Yes, he oh. thinks the season should be uh, because he hadn't gotten any attention in the last few months, and he's an attention. I'm going to say attention hound. Our friend John had another. Uh, yes, he name did. For it. it starts with the same <laughs> sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a family show. Attention hound, but you know what that means. It yeah, starts it with is. a W. Has the same Never, sound, yeah. and and yeah. it, it, the point is, Odell is right there with uh, Terrell Owens, and uh, uh, who's the other guy that I mentioned? There's three of them that, that 
that always uh, oh, Rand, about Rand Antonio Brown. They're, they're not. They have to talk. They have to. If they haven't been in the news, they got to do something. So he decided to tell us that the NFL was being in, uh, not treating the players like human beings, and so they shouldn't play. So, but I don't see his name on that list, Harry. Nope. That is correct. And and How by the way, the what so what is the terms for the? Are they um, you know no service time, no money, no nothing? They, it's like that is cor- that is cor- if you have a health like with baseball, if you have a health issue. I think you you don't I don't know that they're going to give you your full but you're going to Yeah. But I think if you don't have a health issue, I don't think you're getting anything but your your job will be your job will be secure next year. You're getting 150,000 which is if you don't have anything but 350 if you have a medical issue. Okay. So those doctors are taking little bribes to get the get those in there. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, like, like, and that, and like, that list and that list by the way um, the opt out deadline was Thursday. So that Unless somebody says that, you know, that it's a hell, that is your final list. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, of course, there, there, I'm sure there will maybe some cases as we go along. But really, I think the way they have the protocol that Sean explained last week, I think, I think they can do this. I, I'm more yeah, confident than I was. New Orleans you know? has already locked themselves in a bubble, according to our good buddy Pierre. <laughs> okay. So before we leave football to the wonderful world of death, do we have any uh, anything else we want to say about that? No, that's it. All right. Well, well we were yeah, going to hear yeah. we were going to hear this week, and Sean, if you want to try to do it in, in a couple minutes here, tell us okay. what your bubble is. Oh yeah, okay, we have an idea for the bubble. I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple of because you have multiple cities that have three or four stadiums, and especially if college football canceled, this works. Yeah, you, you probably just run like down the, the cities that you were thinking of and how you'd split the divisions up, but rather than give all the stadiums like you did in the message, but you okay, know, just yeah. do the, the okay, cities. the Bay Area has three or four stadiums. L.A. has three or four stadiums between, you know, available. Dallas. I also looked at Houston because I forgot about Houston, U of H's new stadium. You know, so they got three stadiums. Atlanta. Uh, the, the Minneapolis-St. Paul could. Chicago. The D.C. Baltimore area. New York. These are all areas that could do it. And you could t- pick eight of these cities and put a division in each city. You could have a division in each city, and when it's your home game, you play at one of the stadiums in your division. Like, let's oh, like let's say L.A. and San Francisco could be the two West areas. You know, L.A., San Francisco, could, they could have your host your two West division areas. Then, uh, you know, they, when a team, AFC West is in L.A., or, you know, is in L.A., uh, NFC West is San Francisco in the Bay Area. When it's their week to have a home game, you play at one of their stadiums so they can they don't have to overlap. If there's two games on Sunday, you can have them at two separate stadiums. So if you're bubble, if you're the AFC East, because you're playing the uh, NFC West this year, you have to fly out there. You'd be in New York, let's say, and you'd fly out to uh, San Francisco to play uh, the NFC West. Yeah, you'd be you in your bubble until so you flew out, and then you and stay they fly, in New York. And they fly from San Francisco to New York to play the AFC teams that they have to play. Yeah, same thing. Where, or you could even do it with two with two divisions that match up. You could do two divisions in the same bubble but i mean that you you know you got to make sure you need at least probably three to four you need four stadiums and the bay area la atlanta dallas have four stadiums and dc baltimore area have four stadiums so you got like five that have four available stadiums and then right okay that's the yeah so that's the principle i mean it looks like they're going to be going they're not going to go you know because sean sean has never
never gotten paid for anything. Hey, we had a whole re, we realigned the NFL a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah we, we sure yep, did. We, we had it all figured out. In the NFL we did. And we had it figured out. We St. Louis was going to keep a team. And the right. Chargers weren't going to go to L.A. And St. Right. Louis was, was going to go to the uh, stay in the AFC and play Kansas City uh, twice a year and everything. It was, it was yeah, great. And in, and in the grand scheme yeah, of things, Chargers. I'll bet looking I'll bet looking back on it, L.A. probably wishes they didn't have yeah, the Chargers. St. Louis wouldn't have yeah. minded having the Chargers. That's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, all right. So, uh, but that was basically so. Yeah, I mean, there's ideas out there, and you yeah. know, we, you know, we can always throw those around, and it's kind of fun. But you know, when you when you uh, oh man, if we'd had the show, we would have hit, hit our realignment uh, plan uh, big time. Because you know, I love when sports talk shows would do that. They, they Eddie Andelman, for example, got into this thing. Uh, what did he call him? The super super foot, and he was going to find the best kicker in the world from from Australian rules football or something. And you know, he went on about this for years. You know, looking for a guy. You know, it, it used to be a real uh, thing for fodder for for a talk show it's kind of fun okay so we can now get into the depths we have six before we do that chris real quick just one one little piece of breaking news here uh cbs sports is just coming with a with a bulletin that college commissioners have been meeting regularly discussing the fall sports season canceling of fall sports appears inevitable Okay. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they won't hold out for spring. See, I think that's that correct. Smart, that's correct. This is this is, and that's not official. That's just saying that correct. it is it is likely coming. But and, I think um, what what Perry and I, as we talked about, where our philosophy on this is, you can't predict what's going to be, uh, you know, where this country is going to be. For example, we have the NHL getting ready to open the beginning of September, December. We have the uh, NBA wants to open on Christmas. We don't have any idea where we'll be uh, December first or Christmas Day, and we don't have any idea where we're going to be in February or something when they might want to start football. So let's not give away the whole store until we know there's nothing wrong with postponing, you know, keeping a scheduling framework in place if you think that makes sense, and then start reexamining it in a couple of months when we're closer. You know, that's that's Uh, not what they should do. Apparently, if you're wondering how this affects other sports, the Big Ten has said they're planning on for basketball only playing conference games. Okay. So, and by the way, before we get into people dying, I want to okay. cover the boxing real quick. Oh, I got I a, oh yeah. I got a notification this afternoon. The Mike Tyson Roy Jones pay per view that was scheduled for uh, Saturday, September, September 12th, yeah. I, it has been moved to Saturday, November 28th. But no, oh, that's because it's been further into where the the uh, spike is going to be around Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah, but, that makes but, sense. but uh, no explanation was given as to why it was moved. So they're old and they're not in shape, uh, Robert. That's mine. <laughs> well, I, yeah. in my opinion, as I covered yesterday, when somebody posed a question, uh, I think this is a waste of time and. People would be wasting their money. There's more important fights if people want to pay for them. There's more important fights coming up that that uh, people could spend their money on. So yeah, it tends to be that we don't have boxing on Thanksgiving weekend. I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, sure that, that does some, not happen very often. I can't. not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get going here before these people wake up and yell at us for not reading their names. Okay. <laughs> we got uh, Twitty Robbins. He's an offensive tackle uh, for the NFL. He's 62 years old. His real name was James uh, Albert Robbins. He was uh, he played for the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals first from 82 through 87, the Phoenix Cardinals 87 through 90. Then he went to Green Bay from 92 to 93. He started 147 games of the 159 he played in. Four recovered fumbles and died of of the virus. He did was one of our sports folks who died of the COVID nineteen. Andre Spencer, fifty six. 
He's a six foot six, uh, seven. Uh, he played for seventeen pro teams all over. He was a real journeyman. Uh, three NBA teams, six CBA teams, and eight international teams. He, he played uh, for Bakersfield Junior College, Community College, eighty two, eighty four, Northern Arizona, eighty four to eighty six. Then he played for. Uh, then he was undrafted by the NBA, but he played in the CBA from eighty seven through eighty nine. Israel ninety to ninety two. He played in in Atlanta for three games in 93. He played in 22 games for Sacramento, uh, Golden State, I should say, in 93. And then Sacramento, 22 games for them in 94. Then he went back to the CBA. Then he started and uh, continued his international travels. He played in Spain. He played in France. He came back to Israel and played again. He played in Japan. I didn't even know they had basketball in Japan. He played in Argentina. I didn't know they had basketball in Argentina. Let's see. He played uh, back in Israel again. And then he didn't, uh, stopped, and he stopped playing in 2000 and a, uh, a sudden uh, sudden death, no cause was given. We have uh, Ralph Barbieri, and we've got some sound coming up about this guy. He was 74 years old. He uh, played. He was known as the Razor. He uh, started work at KNBR in San Francisco in 1984 as uh, like a sports report guy when they I guess had, when their news format and all that. I guess they were not a news station. What were they? A news they were talk station. They were news. They were talk. news talk. News talk. Yeah. yeah. So he did the sports on part of the day. So then in 1990 they went all sports and he became one of the talk show hosts and then he got his own show at that time then he did, did it with tom tolbert uh, from the warriors from 1982 who was also on nbc tv doing basketball and stuff uh for the razor and the and mr t was the name of the show yeah from, from 1996 to 2012 they were in the number one rated show in the bay area for yep, a- highest rated for uh, 25 to 54 yeah uh and apparently he uh, would say at the end of the show angels tie fly because they take them themselves lightly. Okay. That's right. And uh, from G.T. Chesterton, I think it was. And on April 11th of 2012, he got the bad news that he was uh, being uh, let go, but he fought it. Uh, he claimed uh, age and age disability discrimination. He had uh, been diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2005, and then he uh, got uh, support, re- reportedly, although it's uh, one of those undisclosed things that gets disclosed, supposedly got $4 million back from then. He was a uh, vegetarian. He was in... Uh, Oh, in 95, he avoided jail time after his third DUI because he went to a 120-day rehab program. And then after that, he gave up, as it says here, sex, drugs, and, drugs and rock and roll. That's nothing wrong with a little rock and roll. And then uh, he died of uh, Park- the Parkinson's time, finally took him on August 3rd. Then we have Dick uh, Trajok, 94 years old, from the University of Nevada. He uh, played there 46 uh, through 48. Then he was the head of Re- head coach of Reno High School for from 49 through 58, and he won six championships in uh, in that time. Then he went to the back to the University of Nevada as the head coach from 59 through 68, the athletic director at, at that school from 69 through 86. His coaching career uh, record in uh, college was 40, 48, and 3. And uh, he was in 75, he was elected to the University of Nevada Hall of Fame, and he died uh, in uh, hospice care with uh, heart trouble. And let's see, got a couple more here. We have the next one being, uh, oh, Horace Clark. I got it. Oh, boy. Every Yankee fan remembers Horace Clark and all those guys who uh, dealt with the Yankees all the time. And the one I'm going to tell you right away is they used to call the, the Horace Clark Yankees just because he was the, the, uh, 
they were mediocre at best and sometimes very bad. Yes. And he was too. And that's why they call, I mean, their real stars were Bobby Mercer, Roy White, uh, of course, later on Thurman Munson, uh, Mel Solomire. But everybody, the joke was, oh yeah, the Harks, oh, the Harks, Clark years, you know, <laughs> and yep. poor guy. But anyway, I guess he was a nice guy. He was 81 years old. He got, came up in, in May 13th of 65. And of course, the Yankees had won pennants in, uh, what was it, 16 of 18 years from 47 through 64. Uh, they didn't win another one until 76. Well, they started on their downward spiral in 65, and Horace was right there early on. He, he was there until May 31st of 74 when he was traded to San Diego. He played for 42 games for the Padres that year. His total uh, batting average, uh, career batting average, was 256, uh, 1,230 hits, 27 home runs, and 304 RBIs. I have not heard about the boomlet to get Horace in the Hall of Fame. No. Uh, in the uh, he, 1970, he broke up three no-hitters. Pretty cool. He bro- broke one up for... Um Jim Rooker, uh, former, uh, with the, with the, I think it was with the Kansas City Royals at that time, former Tiger bro- uh, uh, Pirate broadcaster. That was June 4th of 70. Sonny Siebert with the Red Sox on June 19th of 70. And Joe Necro of the Astro, of the, uh, I'm not sure where Joe was pitching. Wouldn't have been the uh, Astro. He was uh, pitching in Detroit, Detroit back then. That's right, that's yeah. right, on July 2nd. And uh, he's the only guy, he and Joe Maurer, the only people to break up three no-hitters in the ninth inning. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, okay, and then uh, let's see, and... Let's see, I'm looking here, and we said the face of the franchise in a way. And, oh, and his first two homers were Grand Slam. That's pretty yep. cool, too. So kind of an interesting guy. Okay. And then, um, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, we were, we skipped right by, do we want to finish these, and then we can do the, the sound for Ralph Barbieri. How about that? Yeah, right, we'll right. go ahead and finish, and then we'll come back. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Bill. I, I rolled right through. Okay, got, got rolling along. Ralph Clathen, uh, he's an interesting guy, 64, and most of the teams he played for don't exist anymore. Pretty cool. He was 64 years Years old, uh, he was uh, became a junior hockey player in, two, in uh, when he was 15 years old. Then in 70 through 75, he played for the California Golden Seals. Then he stayed with that franchise when it went to Cleveland to become the Cleveland Barons. Uh, 75 and 76, and then uh, 76 through 78 for the uh, for the Colorado Rockies, and they were later uh, became the Jersey Devils. And of course, they uh, no longer exist as that. They are now that name is now used by the baseball team, but that was the hockey team. But now they're the Devils. Then he. He did play for a team that still exists, the St. Louis Blues, 78 and 79. He And then 79 through 80. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the Blues were 79 through 84. And uh, 70, yeah, Rockies, 78, 79, Blues, 79, 84. He had 497 uh, games, 52 goals, and 93 assists. Then we have uh, Wilbert uh, DeClaire, 81 years old. Uh, he was a gold medal winner in the 1960 Olympics, Summer Olympics in Rome. He was the uh, light, middle we- light middleweight uh, winner. He roomed with, at that time, Cassius Clay, later Muhammad Ali. And uh, he, had, he won uh, in 59. He also won the Pan Am gold medal in Chicago. And then he was, uh, let's see, the core 61. He had 61. In 61, he turned pro. And then he hit Ross to Hurricane Carter on the January 8th of 66. And then he uh, had a draw with uh, Hurricane on 308-66. Boy, they didn't wait long to have that. No, they did not. No. He, he um, retired uh, in 1970. His pro record was 24-8-1. and 
with uh, two knockouts. And uh, I think it was twelve. Twelve. Oh, knockouts. twelve knockouts. Okay. And he had, he then became he got a literature and philosophy degree, and then he from Toledo, and then a doctor of psychology from Wayne State in Detroit, and then he became a, a therapist here in Massachusetts and a boxing commissioner here as well. So let's see. I think if we have one more, if I'm not mistaken. And no, actually, I think we're done. So All right. Yeah. So, so we need to, we need to play the Rap Barbieri audio. Hi, I'm Ralph Barbieri. I am the lie detector administrator for The Maury Show. And I've been with Maury for 20 great years. My favorite Maury memory was the Darren and Michelle segment. The only reason why I think Michelle passed the test the first time is I think she gave oral sex to the lie detector guy, Ralph. Darren accused me of receiving sexual favors from his wife, Michelle, to pass my lie detector test. I couldn't believe it. I would never compromise my integrity or the show's. And I would never cheat on him. I was astonished. At the same time, I thought it was funny. Are you going to deny this, Ralph? Oh, yes. And he wanted me to take a lie detector test because he didn't believe me. He gave her a passing grade because she did stuff with him. Something was up. Something's up. Did something in the history of me doing this show. Nobody told me nothing. The producers set up hidden cameras in my office. I didn't know about them. And of course, everybody passed the test with flying colors here. And Michelle never cheated on Darren. And there was no hanky-panky between myself and Michelle. And hopefully in the next 20 years, there will be no need for hidden cameras in my office again. Happy 20 seasons, Maury. Uh, I got news for you, and that's not the right person. The lie detector test has determined you are in the right place. Make sure to subscribe to get daily updates, watch full segments, and see original okay, Mark. content. All right, Maury. Until next time, show. America. So Maury, Maury, see you cool on it, Maury, please. Okay. So anyway, well, that, you know what? That, that is not That was right another person. Ralph Barbieri. Yeah. You know, the guy, but you know what? He sounded like Chris Russo. Yeah, he did. He kind of did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, hey, that was interesting, though. Yeah. I enjoyed yes, that. Yes, it was. That was kind of fun. <laughs> you know, stuff happened. Um, we can Maybe tell you. We week. can tell you too that the Blazers won their game over the Sixers tonight, one twenty-two to one nineteen. Okay. Okay. And, and while we're doing history, Perry, if you want to get us a, a Toronto Columbus score, that'd be good too. I so will do that. We got the history, and maybe we'll find the right Ralph Barbieri uh, next week, or maybe we won't. We don't know. That, we that we're going to put the whole uh, Maury production staff on it and get it straightened out. They'll build it straighten it out for the Maury episode or somewhere where you invited us to the Yeah, that's that was. Guys. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I enjoyed it. August third, and uh, okay, what do we got here? Um, oh, oh, by the 19- way, for, for August second, uh, since we didn't cover it last week, Chris, that was yeah. the anniversary of Thurman Munson uh, cracking his true. Point, So that is yeah, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen seventy nine. That happened. That, so uh-huh. forty one years. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
Okay. On August 3rd of uh, 1921, the eight Black Sox, eight men out, were uh, were uh, banned from baseball by Kennesaw Mountain La- Landis. And then the 36, Jesse Owens won his first of four gold medals in the 36 Olympics in Berlin, in front of Adolf Hitler, of course. In in 49, the National Basketball League and the in the American and the ba- Basketball Association of America merged to form the NBA. So a lot of times you hear funny championships from the, those first three or four years, like there was the Washington Capitals that Red Auerbach coached and stuff. Well, they were in these different leagues, and I forget which record book they go into, and they, they're there, but it's kind of confusing, especially when you didn't grow up. Like you know with the mergers for the ABA and the NBA or the NFL with the a- AFL. Right. You kind of know how it works, but we're too a little too young to know how that works. But anyway, there's some championships that you'll see, like Washington Capitals for Red Auerbach and things like that from one of those old leagues. Uh, and then, let's see, the L.A. Coliseum, we had an all-star game in 1959. National League beat the American League, and I'm thinking it was the biggest yeah. crowd for an all-star game. They always showed up at the, you know, baseball second year for the Dodgers out there, and they played in a place where many of the people couldn't see the game because there were so many seats and so vast, 90,000 90, or more. more. <clears throat> so I'm guessing that that was the biggest crowd for an all-star game ever. Yeah, that is that's, correct. And that's why people got in the habit of listening to Vince Scully because they'd go to the game, they'd want to be at the game, they'd want to have their confessions and all, and know they were there, but they couldn't really see it, so they'd listen to Vince Scully, and that's how you used to hear the feedback on the radio from those different people listening to the game, and it got to be a thing. And so even when they went to Dodger Stadium, they continued it. Yep. And then, uh, you know, and then let's see. Uh, I'm looking here. It looks like, uh, oh, and he won uh, the 100 meters is what Jesse Owens won that day. Yes. And then um, I mentioned, and we didn't get to hear it, but there it is around, and it won't be re- relevant for uh, us for this week, because next week, I don't think, because Jesse Owens won most of these this week. Right. But uh, Ted Husing, it was on the I Can Hear It Now uh, album that Ed Mar- Morrow did, and he did live calls of those, and it was so quiet. You know, you usually hear some cheering at the Olympics. You, If you cheered, you probably would have been shot by a firing squad because it was in Germany, and he was not supposed to win. But the story I wanted to tell was about Marty Glickman very quickly, and it's an old story that's been told that he told many times before he died. And of course, Marty Glickman, the famous we announcer. We played it did, on here. Didn't yeah, we did. We did. That's right. We played it on here. But just briefly, for those who missed it, I forgot that we had. But he uh, was an announcer for the Jets, uh, the Giants, uh, and the New York Knicks, and many, many things in New York. Had a talk show, all kinds of stuff. He helped uh, NBC. was an NBC announcing coach, but he also was uh, on the relay team. He was 18. He was a high school senior. He was on the relay team with Jesse Owens and some other guys. They wanted they they didn't want him to run. Avery Brundage, an anti-Semite, who of course ignored the uh, massacre of the Israeli athletes and said the games must go on. You know, in 1972. Well, he uh, was in character in 1936 and said, no, it's bad enough. We're going to have some black guys, uh, you know, beating the pants off these Germans and everybody else. But uh, we're not going to have a Jewish guy on that team. So he came all that way for nothing. But it was a story he loved to tell, and uh, he had a he had a wonderful life though. And, uh, uh, supposedly a well, very nice man. And he also uh, did football games, Chris, on NBC radio. Yeah, and, yes, and TV. And yes, TV also. That's right. When they, uh, Especially when the Olympics, I think he was one of the guys, Kurt Gowdy and Chuck Thompson, and a lot of the guys came back and did football when the, the main guys were off uh, doing the Olympics in 88 and stuff. So that's right. August 4th in 1936, Jesse uh, won his second gold medal. In 84, Carl Lewis uh, won uh, the first of his nine over three Olympics, and this was in L.A. in 84. Uh, well, and yeah, the long jump and a hundred. Uh, oh, I think that was a hundred meters. 
no, hundred meters was. I, think, I thought the long jump was the next day, but anyway. Oh yeah, hundred meters that day. Long long jump was the next day. That's yeah. Right. Okay. In, in 1945, Byron Nelson won the Canadian Open, and uh, that was 11th of his 18 wins in a row. Which well, there were 11 in a row, but 18 wins that season. Okay. And then 85, Rod Carew got his 3,000th hit, and Tom Seaver got his 300th win for the White Sox. So that's yes. pretty cool. And in 93, Nolan Ryan, Ryan beat the pass oh, off yeah. Robin Ventura. Yes, that was kind of cool. Especially for the first older guys. You know, the guys the couple only years older than me. that's out there for people yeah. to find in this is the Hawk Harrelson stuff. People, it, you know, one of our local shows, they were trying to find the Mark Holmes, Eric Nadell call of it, but there, you cannot find the audio of that. What did Hawk have to say? He probably wasn't too thrilled. <laughs> no, I don't imagine he was. Imagine he was. Like, oh, my. He was just, he was, he was, he is just, what is he doing to him? He was just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah, we had some a good baseball fight a couple of weeks ago that we uh, we talked about in here that was uh, on uh, our I think uh, Nolan and Ventura, the fact that he was 46 years old. Yeah. Just, it was yeah, cool. I was. I was proud of him. Yeah. Uh, and nothing against Robin Ventura. Good guy, managed later and, and everything else. they're friends now. Yeah. And they're I'm sure friends. they are. No, they're good guys. Robin Ventura is now an, uh, a student, uh, an assistant coach at Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Hey. On August 5th in uh, in 79, uh, David Graham won the beat Ben Crenshaw for the PGA. Um, and in uh, 36, Jesse Owens won yet another gold medal. And that was uh, the 200 meter. In 84, Joan Benoit, Joan Benoit won the uh, marathon. Uh, Joan first Benoit Samuelson was the first yeah, woman's first marathon. Woman's that was marathon in LA in as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, John. Uh, Whitehead pitched a no-hitter for the St. Louis Browns against the Detroit Tigers in, I think that was in 1940. Uh, and then 73, first no-hitter no for Joe Necro of the Braves against San Diego. Phil. And I actually Phil. listened to the uh, Phil yeah, Necro. That's right. We got, it's all Necro. Necros all the time. Ever no-hitter for an Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Correct. And that was, I listened to the part of that game. That was the last week I was down in Florida for Social Security, and they were on WKAT 1360 on the dial. I listened to that after I came back from supper, so that was kind of cool. Okay. On the 6th of uh, August, we had the PGA in 72. Gary Player won it. In 78, uh, John Mahaffey beat Tom Watson in a playoff. 84, it was Carl Lewis, his uh, second. In, uh, in that's a, there's your long jump, John. That's a long jump. Yep. And, uh, let's see. Uh, 65 uh, uh, event winning streak for the long jump. That was pretty yes, cool was over, over a 10-year period. period. Yep. That was a trivia uh, question we had a while back. Yeah. 99, Tony Gwynn uh, got a 3,000th hit against uh, Montreal. And then on the Friday the 7th, uh, 73, uh, Hal Sutton won the PGA. 99, uh, Wade Boggs got his 3,000th hit, but he also did it with a home run. He was the first player to do Actually, it. Actually, it was we, 83 with Hal Sutton. 83. Oh, 83? 83, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, uh, and then uh, Wade hit his home run to get a 3,000th hit. He was with the Tampa Bay Rays at that time. First Devil, I think that. they may have even been the Devil Rays at that time. Yeah, could and, have been. And he, got, he, got his, uh, he was the first guy to hit a home run uh, to do it, get a 3,000th hit. Derek Jeter did it later, we think, in 2014. That is correct. Uh, okay. Uh, Greg Maddox in 04 got a 300th win. And then uh, and then Michael Phelps won his 19th gold medal in swimming uh, for the 4 by 100 meters. And then, uh, let's see, uh, or was it Derek Jeter? that we? Yeah, Derek Jeter in 14, we think, did that yeah, home run. Yeah, but we 19. don't know what day. I'm, I'm sure that and then was. Robert threw in a good thing at the end of the week. Mike Trout's birthday, he just, just turned 29 on August 7th. He We talked last week about A-Rod having hit six home runs on his birthday. Derek, uh, Derek I mean, uh, Mike, Trout Mike Trout has hit. Yeah, why do I, I can't get Derek Jeter off my mind. <laughs> Mike Trout hit his fifth uh, homer of the seven, uh, you know, of, of the seven birthdays he's uh, had. 
uh, he, he's played on his seven of his birthdays, he had five home runs. So he's right behind A-Rod with that. And we don't have any sports history, but I do have to throw in two events for August 9th, 1974, Richard Nixon resigned. 1945, we had the Hiroshima bombing on uh, the All Things Radio on Thursday night. We therefore should mention the Nagasaki 75th anniversary here on August 9th of 2020. Well, and also on August 8th, it was the first day, 1988 was the first night game at Wrigley Field. No, it, and, uh, no, actually, Robert, you're wrong. It got rained out, and it was on August 9th. Oh, that's right. So it, it, it is today. Okay. It All is right. today. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned it because I forgot. It was supposed yep. to be 8888. It didn't happen because it rained, but it, it was 8988. That's right. Okay. All right. So there, there you go. Okay. I think that's everything. We I do got. have two. We do have two hands, so let's get to them real quick. Okay. Jerry, go ahead. Uh, uh, I didn't watch because I was watching the Flyers. Robert, do you have any analysis of the boxing that was on Fox last night? Um, it, it was a decent card. Um, um, you know, uh, these promoters are going to have difficulty putting bigger fights together right now because of no fans. That's why later on in the year, September, October, November, December, you're going to see tons of fights on pay-per-view because the big-name fighters are going to want to get paid. And with some of these fighters, that's the only way they can get paid. So, yeah. hey, Jamal, okay. welcome aboard. Yes, I heard you all talk about Days in History. You talked about the uh, Time Seaver 300th victory. I remember watching that game as a kid in uh, 1985, and I got – Two-part trivia question about that game. Okay. Who was who was the Yankee that made the final out in that game, and who was the White Sox outfitter who made the catch? To I the, don't uh, remember, and I've, I I heard the game too. I, I heard it was on. I heard it on Armed Forces that day, and I don't remember who. Well. Go ahead. Number Go ahead, one, number one, I would guess for Don Mattingly to make the final out. Nope. Okay. It was. Um, uh, it was Willie Randolph. Okay. Okay. All right. And it was and the guy who made the final out caught the final out was a back of outfielder who actually used to play for the Red Sox. Went with the White Sox. Reed Nichols. Reed Nichols. Oh, pretty, I like Reed Nichols. Oh, he, was a, wow. he was an okay hitter and a pretty good defensive player. You know, sort of a fourth fifth outfielder. Pretty good good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's great. And we do have one more. Okay. Let's go to uh Bob. How you doing, Bob? Hey, how are you? Good, Good. you? Yes. Um, Columbus is leading one to nothing late in the second period. Okay. Okay. Well, thank right. you. We'll see what happens. So, and they will meet the Flyers if they win that, or Toronto will. We'll no, see uh, they'll, they'll meet Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, that's right. Yeah. Tampa Bay with the Canadians meeting the Flyers. Absolutely, yeah. Robert. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is that it, folks? Yeah. There you go, right. Sean. I think we're ready for you to do your thing. All right. Well, we want to thank you for setting through this. And even with, hey, we got a little Maury on there, but we didn't yeah, get was, to know who the father was. A show, but, a show without, yeah, we, we have no idea who the father was. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, my so God. Michelle, who the father Michelle was, was anyway. Uh, the point was, Michelle you, was cheating. That's the important thing. If you want to leave us any thing. comments right. about this, feel free, 800-693-0595, option number two, or email us at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. Also, uh, you can download the podcasts up at 
legendoldies.com, or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart device, play the Sports Lounge podcast from legendoldies.com, or go to 773-572-3006. Option number nine is Sports Lounge Live. Option eight is All Things Radio. Option seven is The Coffee Club. So until next week when we have more playoffs to talk about, uh, hopefully we'll get through whatever bad news we have from college football, uh, NFL, all that stuff, everything going. Uh, We'll be pumping up, getting you ready for Indy next week. That's right. That's right. Two weeks from today, Indy 500. Yep. Yep. Okay. See you next week.